from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Streaming to you worldwide Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. You're also watching on Facebook Live on Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT and on Facebook Live on Facebook.com backslash Wake Up Call DT, our main page for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on Facebook. So you know that we have spoken with recruits all throughout uh, the many years that uh, we've been in this thing and since coming back to Syracuse, New York almost a decade ago, have really heightened the recruiting side of things and, and talking to players from all over the country with offers from all over the country. And Tyree Saunders is is no different from this, has plenty of offers. And before we have him onto the show, I do I do think it's important to say that uh, he has a plethora of offers all over the country, so many different teams, and we'll talk about it with him and so much more, but let's bring him in. Tyree, how you doing today? I'm doing good. How are things going? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm doing well, and, and, you know, Virginia Tech, East Carolina, USF, Akron, Appalachian State, Bowling Green, Buffalo, Coastal Carolina, Colorado State, Connecticut, FIU, FAU, Iowa State, Kansas State, Kent State, Marshall, Mercer, Middle Tennessee State, Savannah State, Southern Miss, Southern, Toledo, Troy, UAB, Western Kentucky, and Syracuse have all offered you at that great position of wide receiver. What are your thoughts? What's your take on all this? I mean, this is this is tremendous to read a list like that. I mean, what can you say about your recruitment up to this point? Uh, my recruitment has been good. You know, I've been very blessed to receive a chance to attend all the Division one school and receive a great education while it will also continue my football career and just show how much work I've been putting in. I guess you say since my whole life, you know, since starting playing football, since I was in Pop Warner as a young kid to all this and how much work I put in, it was starting to pay off. As you know, I've been able to college free and play hot, play top ranked football because great competition. And when you go back to playing in Pop Warner, which what first got you involved? What made you want to do it? What made you want to be a part? of you know of the sport of football what kind of did it for you in the beginning uh just you know my dad played football you know he played football you know watching him play you know he when you know he coached me he started me off with it you know just playing it i fell in love with it you know just you know being home watching nfl watching you know michael v you know just watching nfl in general college football i just fell in love with it more so i didn't know if i wanted to do the same try to emulate those same things those guys did on tv screen so that happens I fell in love with it you know it's just continue on from there as it felt way deeper in love with it. What can you say about your, your dad's career and, and maybe, you know, some of the things that he's taught you or some of the takeaways that he had? What can you say about going back to that career that you just mentioned? Oh, uh, well, my dad had a great career. You know, he's from Miami, Florida. You know, and he attended Florida State University for his college for all four, for four years. Then he played a little bit for Seattle and the Tim Ray Buccaneers in the preseason. Then he played uh, on the Kennedy League. So he's just teaching me that, you know, I want to go farther than him, so he's a teacher so that he missed out on so opportunities that he missed or wish he would have worked on this or that faster or got stronger. So, you know, he's just telling me he's work hard, work on my weaknesses, you know, because, you know, when you, when once you get to a higher level, you know, they start they try to expose your weaknesses for their benefit, so you want everything to be up to par. So, you know, just work hard, stay focused, 
know, watch film, and, you know, just study, you know, try and do the best I can, you know, everything will happen and will play out. And I, I want to give a shout out to your dad, to, to the people that, that don't know your father's your father's name. Let's shout out dad. So tell us a little bit about dad and share his name with everybody because I feel like we should shout him out today. Oh, yeah. My dad's name is uh, Troy Saunders. You know, he's from Miami, Florida. Played at uh, Florida State from 1994 to 1998. Then he played a little bit. He played a few uh, in Canada League. Then he retired uh, the year, one year after I was born, 2001. So he retired 20, 2002 to be with me. For you to to have your dad ha- have played in the CFL, played in the NFL, you know, played collegiately and whatnot, uh, what did that do for for you growing up? I mean, obviously you have a love for the sport, you have a passion for the sport and and a care for it. And like you said, you started playing it at Pop Warner and whatnot. But, you know, what did your dad instill in you? Did he teach you anything that, that kind of rings in your mind if you're having some adversity, if you're having a bad day on the field or, you know, you're just not feeling up to it? Is there something that kind of rings true that he said to you? Yeah, just know that I'm the best player, you know, that I'm the best player out on the, on the field majority of the times. You know, he truly did. I'm like one of the best athletes in my city, which I am. And he just feel like I could do anything. I put my mind to it and my confidence, you know, made me three times better than what I you know what I am. And he's just like, you know, stay confident, staying strong in my abilities, you know, because, you know, training, you know, with all my training, you know, it should eliminate any fear or, any, or help me against any adversity that I face. So he made, you know, just stay strong. Trust my abilities and trust in what I could do and have confidence in what my abilities and what I could do in the field or against the person. Speaking here with 2020 recruit Tyree Saunders. Uh, Tyree, you're committed verbally to Virginia Tech. What made you commit to Virginia Tech? What is, I mean, I know Justin Fuente. I knew him when he's at Memphis, and, and obviously uh, since he's gone to Virginia Tech, I've known him for a few years here. He's a tremendous coach, a tremendous human being. What can you say about Virginia Tech and why you committed to them? Oh, well, they're just very honest and transparent, you know, about everything they do. And, you know, they let you know, you know, what they want, what they're trying to do, what they plan off the, you know, off the, off the rhythm. They wasn't trying to sugarcoat anything. You know, he just let me know what, what I needed to know and you know, wasn't trying to, you know, hide or, you know, trying to make it seem like I'm the best player in the world. You know, he was really honest and I respect, you know, honest and transparency. And, you know, then, of course, you think it's a good school. They in a great conference, you know, play against quality uh, opponents. You know, I had, and it was just when I went out there, they showed like, a lot of love. You know, they, and they've been showing a lot of love. You know, when they first offered me to now, to like to now, so so that's that's also probably one of the reasons why I picked PT. And they got a great academics. You know, they want to they they top fifteen public uh, public schools in the nation. So, you know, getting a degree from there is you know, it's very very great, very great for the academic side as well for career football. That coming from Tyree Saunders. So you're verbally committed to Virginia Tech, but your recruitment. As we had spoken about off the air, your recruitment is is still open. So bring me into this. You you said yes to Virginia Tech, but you're still looking. So where are you in the state of things? I mean, obviously Virginia Tech wants that yes to become, you know, not just a verbal yes, but one that's written on paper. Your recruitments. Why is the recruitment still open if you're verbally committed? What's kind of going through your mind right now? Oh, you know, it's just like my mom always said, always keep your eyes open. You know, you never know what could happen. You know, anything could happen. Where the coaching staff changes, or you know, I don't know. It's a crazy now. Like, you know, I had you know I had a friend who like uh, a year before me who signed early, and when he signed early, his uh, his position coach literally you know got you know got fired, got like got fired like two days three days after he signed. You know, position coach knew that you know he was losing his job, but you know, of course he, his job was still get the boys to sign. So 
So I don't know, I, I won't say you know. I just I'll see other people's experiences. And I just want to make you know, kind of I don't want that kind of same thing happen to me or or whatever the case may be. That's all really what it is. So you know, protecting my best interests. I also know the university got to do the best. Football player got to do the best for them as well. So that's all. But ain't nothing against VT or nothing. Just you know, just hey, listen to other schools and just hear what they got to say. That's all. You know, and and some players will do that. Some players will will verbally commit and they'll keep their options open uh, as you have. Others will only commit if they're 100% in it, and that's it, and they're done, and their word is their bond, and, and there's no more movement from there. Uh, what can you say about the level of commitment that you have to Virginia Tech? Do you feel that it's close to 100%? Is it? Does it go back and forth? Does it fluctuate? Where are you at right now in the grand scheme of your recruitment? Uh, I think I'm more close to 100. percent You know, I've been committed for a while now. They haven't, they haven't shown nothing but love to me. And you know, you know, they, they, you know, they haven't really, they haven't had no recent coaching turmoil change. So I'll, I'm like, you know, I'm leaning on, you know, I'm still thinking, you know, praying about my decisions. You know, this is like a basic physical. Like, once I'm signed, once I'm in, I'm in. Cause I'm, I'm not trying to do no transfer portal or nothing like that. Like, cause you know, like my whole career, I only been like one, one high, one school per, you know, grade level. So like. One elementary, one middle school, one high school. I never transferred. High school, I can a lot of schools, a lot of players transferred to different high schools. And of course, schools try to get me transferred to my high school career. But you know, I'm loyal. So like, once I'm in, you know, I'm in to the end, no matter no, no matter what the situation usually. So you know, that's so that's that's just where I'm kind of leaning to. And, and that's what I always say. You know, and that coming from Tyree Saunders, 2020 wide receiver, a recruit with uh, plenty of offers around the country. The transfer portal is something that's that's been used so much lately. It's it's become a norm. You know, there's there's players that'll go to three different schools. There's players that'll go somewhere, and instead of fighting for a job, they'll just leave and take a job somewhere else. Like you said, once you commit to a school, you want to be done with it. Once you agree to go to a school, you're not trying to get in the transfer portal and all that. What are your thoughts on the transfer portal and and what it's doing to college football right now? Uh, my thoughts on you, know, I'm kind of like, I'm gonna have to say like, I'm like 80, 20, like, where like, I know it's like, you know, it's, it's good for certain people, like, you know, certain situations where like, if a whole new coaching staff come in, you know, I, you know, I didn't talk to a couple of my friends, you know, friends who in college already, like a whole new staff comes in. And when a whole new coaching staff, nine times they want to bring, they recruits in and stuff. So that's when I say it's good for, you know, a whole new coaching staff come like, you, you don't know nobody or like a family emergency where somebody, you know, you close like your mom or dad. Somebody said you just want to be closer to them. You no, know, stuff like that is understandable, you know, just, but just leaving because, like, uh, just leaving because you, you don't want to compete, you know, I feel like, you know, you're kind of undercutting the value, you know, of playing, you know, we come, you know, we, you're supposed to always compete, you know, compete and get you better. Because if you're trying to get to the next level, you, you're going to be competing every day. So I say, you know, the transport is good for like certain cases where, you know, where I just said mostly those types of things, but just up and leaving because you lost a job, you know, then, you know, I feel like, you know, you should stay. Unless, maybe, unless it's like it's your senior year, like so you like I guess so a quarter position, like you're seeing your senior coming up, you lose your job, you know, like I said, you only do get to play college football one time, most of the time. So like if it's like maybe it's your senior year and you lose out on a quarterback job, then maybe you could trim like a, like a lower school, you know, so to play your last year. But other than that, you know, you got a couple of years. I feel like you always try to fight it out majority of the time. Yeah, you know, and, and I agree. You know, I I think that. You know, obviously, when when you look at what's going on here and what's going on with, you know, with, with the transfer portal being used so much and, and so often, 
that there, you know, there isn't really a, a commitment to fighting and to earning the job. What what can you say about that? You, like you said, you've been in one school your whole life. I, I, what do you think of of having to go up against competition? And what do you like about it? What you know? Do you feel like you compete with anybody, or are you just competing with yourself in your mind? How do you kind of look at things? Uh, I kind of do it both because I you know, you know, I'm in, you know, I'm in Florida, so we always be like this. This is the best high school state for football in America, in the nation, you know. And how we got that's to prove that, you know, just with the draft numbers. But you know, I was been competing since on my Pop Warner days, so. I don't know what not competing is, you know, playing, you know, as I got older, you know, no, you know, being in the city, you get to know everybody who's good. So you always competing because, you know, you know, we all friends, most of us are all, all friends, we all good friends, we all good playing with each other or against each other. We always competing against each other, but at the same time, we competing with ourselves. So I say it's coming like 50 50 where I'm not, like, I'm not trying to beat you, but I'm also trying to be better than you. And, you know, but I'm also trying to better myself because I'm always competing for myself against last year. So I guess you say, I guess you can say it's 50 50 where I'm competing with myself. But at the same time, I want to be the best in the city. I want to be the best, you know, in my position in my city. So it's like 50-50, competing with both while also competing with myself. You know, we love competition down here. Like, we play, we all play on the same 7 on 7 17s and we play against each other or play with each other. So we know at practice, we all know what each other look like. We know who's really good, who's not good. And we know who's working and who don't work. And, you know, it's, you know, it's just stuff like that. So competing is always, you always competing down here majority of the time. And you had, uh, you, you know, obviously, uh, as you look at this, and like you said, you're always competing, you're always going up against each other. And, you know, there's there's obviously uh, knowing each other's games and, and having that competition and trying to better each other and whatnot. At the same time, on your profile, you have a lot of RIPs uh, to, to people that have passed on. Just what you could say about, you know, about that and living that life and, and being such a young kid, but already knowing what loss is like just what you could say about the community and i mean there's guys that you grow up with like you said that you're used to going you all play in the same seven on seven you push each other you make each other better what about do you you know those that that have unfortunately uh, passed on too soon yeah it's just you know uh you know crazy situations like well well one of them he, he passed away in a car accident he was driving he was driving under the influence and you know he flew off the side of the road driving and you know crash so that i lost one in a car accident what did it well, then i lost another one of my close friends as a, my sixth grade year he uh he had a uh, allergy reaction you know we couldn't give him the medicine in time then one of my then my other two friends one got shot in the back of the head about you know it was wrong wrong identification and then the other one he passed he also passed away uh from uh from suicide so it's just, you know, it's tough, you know, we all, everybody also deal with losses and stuff, you know, so you just really, you just got to be safe, you just be smart, you know, know your situation, know your surroundings, know who you hang with, and it's nobody, you know, I already surround myself with athletes, you know, athletes, you know, we be, because most of everybody in the city, you know, know who athletes, who know, who not athletes, who doing what, you know, it's just stuff like that, because we all, we all either know each other or know each other from, like, just from other people, so, you know, just taking in the right thing to go on places that, you know, I know that I'll be safe at. Not going places that I know won't be safe. You know, just doing smart things, driving wise, uh, going out with friends wise, just being smart. But yeah, that's basically that's mostly it, though. I can speak on that. What have you learned from loss? What have you learned from from? I mean, you're you're a young kid in you know in in, in life, not just in this game, but in life in general. What it what is all of this loss taught you and uh, about about appreciating every day? I mean, what's been your takeaway from all this? 
whether that, you know life could be you know that your life could be taken any moment. You know, just you could lose like things. You could be here one day and you be gone the next. So just like you know, just like live live life to the fullest, but also prepare for the future while also being smart at the same time. Like you know, just be smart, just making the smartest things each and every day as you live. You know, just you know, try to make sure you're doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing, but 99% of the time you're gonna be you'll be fine. Just be just like live live like that quarterly while also preparing for the future. So it's just honestly, mostly it's just you know make the right decision. You know you you know what's right from wrong. You know going here might not be the best decision you can make. But versus staying home or just you know staying with your friends instead of going out to a different side of town. You know just you know just being being a place where you know you not you know highly percent sure you know you'll be good. You know you you have nothing to worry about. That coming from Tyree Saunders here with us this morning, a 2020 wide receiver recruit with numerous offers and uh, sharing with us, you know, obviously the importance of life and the importance of making good decisions. Tyree, uh, speaking of decisions, before we get to some of these other pieces here, what can you say about what's kept you focused? And like you said, make the right decision, you know, don't go to that side of town, stay at home. What can you say has led you to make the right decisions? What in your life has created an atmosphere with you where you are mature, where you, you know, keep yourself out of harm's way? What can you attribute that to? Uh, to my mom and dad, you know, just, you know, they always told me that, you know, they, you know made right and also going to church. So being a church going person, you know, just trying to, you know, like, you know, think about this, you know, always think stuff over before you do them mostly. So, you know, I think out of this way, you know, think out where I'm going, who I'm with, and, you know, what, and what's possible, what not, you know, and just think stuff out through it, make sure, you know, that if it's on the safe side, you know, it's all good. If it's not on the safe side, you know, maybe it's best not to go there or, you know, let's go somewhere else. So that's just what I'm talking about. I'm talking to my parents, you know, and for them to also take me to church, you know, growing up in church. So I'm talking to those two. Your relationship, your faith, uh, relationship with God, some people are afraid to talk about it. Some people don't talk about it. Some people don't have it. What can you say about what the relationship you've had with God has done in your life? Uh, he done does a lot of things. You know, he done blessed me in countless opportunities and kept me in my, you know, in my life. It kept me from out of harm's way where I possibly probably made a bad decision where, you know, I could, something could have possibly had it happen to me. But, you know, he just kept me safe. And, you know, just in general, just keeping me safe, things I don't see and unseen dangers. So I'm very thankful for him. And, you know, I go to church and praise him every Wednesday and Sunday that I get a chance to go. So that's just, you know, basically that's just showing praise and love to him for him for all the praise and love he should do for me and everything he do for my life. That coming from Tyree Saunders here on the broadcast on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios. Tyree, before I let you go, you know, you're well, like we spoke about, you're committed to Virginia Tech, but of the other schools, I mean, Syracuse just offered you recently when Kim McLeod came down to uh, visit you in the Jacksonville area and offered you officially uh, less than a week ago this past Thursday he did that. So, you know, to, to have that offer on Thursday, December 12th, what did it mean to you for Syracuse to come in at this point in the game and to come down and see you, to visit you, and to give you an offer? Uh, they, you know, they, they really like me. You know, I, I talked to Syracuse before a couple of times, just before I was committed to, like, Virginia Tech. And, you know, uh, so when he came down, you know, he didn't, you know, I don't think he knew that. You know, I was like, maybe he, you know, just having options out there. So when he found out, you know, he offered me right there on the spot. So he's like he wish he would have probably you know he would have offered me way back earlier because at one point I was committed to uh, I was committed to Virginia Tech I was committed to uh, USL I was committed to USL to open up my recruitment and then BT offered everything Syracuse they offer I don't I don't know he didn't offer because he didn't 
because I don't think, I don't know I don't know if he knew or why he committed everything, but you know, he, they just didn't offer at that type of point. So uh, you know, he's a case in my school. Talk, we talked a little bit, and you know, he let me know that I have an offer to them, and it just went on from there. What can you say about the conversation with Kim McLeod? Like you said, you had talked to Syracuse a little bit before, but the offer came late in the game here uh, this past week on Tuesday, December 20th of 2019. So uh, what can you say about the conversation with Kim McLeod, what you took away from it, some of the things that maybe lasted in your mind that he said to you? Uh, he was like, you know, they liked me a lot, you know, that he liked the, you know, that they're a great program, that I would love the head coach. You know, the head coach, he loves my family. He was like, you want to get me up there, you know, to take a visit and everything, get up there to see them. So, you know, basically, like, you know, they, like, they, they really like me, and they wish they would have knew they would have more time. So he's just like, you know, if, you know, if, I, if I don't sign early, they'll, they'll like for me to come up there and visit them and see what they're all about. So that's basically what the top, you know, talk about was. Do you have interest in, in maybe not being an early signee and, and going up to Syracuse for a visit? Uh, I would uh, before I even before I even got there because I was planning on signing in February. Just wait, did like like just 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 to start recruiting process because of all the culture changes. You know, in general, because coaches make changes around early signing period. So I was in my head, I was already thinking about signing in February, but you know, things change. So, uh, so right now, I really don't know if I'm gonna sign early. It's uh, this coming up Wednesday. It's kind of up in the air right now. But if I don't sign early, I definitely probably take the visit to Syracuse. So. It's really up in the air right now. I'm still praying about it, talking to family about it. So I really, I can't really give you a clear definition, a clear answer on that one. I mean, what does Syracuse interest you? Is there something about them that that is special? I mean, you have so many different offers. It, does Syracuse have any type of weight in the grand scheme of things right now? Uh, I say, you know, they weight. You know, they, you know, they're a great academic school as well. You know, I, I look into that. Uh, I check, I check, you know, the, I check Google and stuff. You know, they're a top, I look, they're a top 20 public academic school. So, you know, that, you know, that's always, like, one of my main focuses, getting my degree. So, them being a top academic school while also being in Power 5, being an ACC company, like, I, I think the second best company behind the SEC. So, just them being in a good conference while also having their academics play, you know, you know that's a, always a great option to have. And, you know, being a coaching staff, you know, Coach uh, Barber, he's been, like, a great dude. That coming from Tyree Saunders. Tyree, before I let you go, I want to do something called Rapid Fire, and it's totally different from football. We're, we're going to get fans to get to know you a little bit better. I'm going to ask you three questions that have nothing to do with football, but in, in the same respect and in fairness, you get to ask me three questions about anything. So I know you get interviewed a lot. You get to interview me this time around, so you get to know what it feels like to be on the other side. Are you ready to play? All right, gotcha. <laughs> All right, my first, we're going to go back and forth. My first question for you is, if you could be any superhero in Marvel, DC, anything, what superhero would you choose to switch lives with and why? Oh, I'd be Black Panther, of course, because, you know, he's just, he got great, he get great power to be a suit. He's a king. He get to rule his own country, his own nation, actually. And they got great technology, and they want to, and you know, they the best human civilization on earth that nobody really knows about. So that that'd be super her hobby. All right, cool. Black Panther, one of my favorites as well of these last few years, definitely. So you get to ask me your first one now. It's your first one for me. Um. What, uh, so are you in Syracuse? Your biggest, your favorite school? Did you attend there? I did not. I grew up in Syracuse. I wanted to go outside 
and see something else. My parents didn't want me to go really far, so I went out to uh, to Pennsylvania, not too far away, a few hours away. But uh, so I didn't go to Syracuse University, but I grew up in Syracuse. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. <laughs> so, but yes, I I do uh, I have watched this team since I was I think like one I think I was one year old when I when my dad started turning games on and stuff. Gotcha. So my second question for you is what's the one meal that you cannot live without who makes it? Where does it come from? But give me the one meal that you cannot live without. Man, the one meal I can't live without is what my mom makes. She made everything she cooks to me is good. I love her food, but the one meal that I love that she always made and she know I love is her mac and cheese with mashed potatoes, baked beans and chicken. That's like the best meal to me. And I, I love home cooked meals. And she's one of the best cooks that I ever met in my life. And everybody she, who eats her food loves her food. So I have to say that meal right there. That's my favorite meal. All right. Fair enough. Give it back to mom. I appreciate that. What's your second one for me? Second one for you. What got you What got you into radio? Like What, what got you into radio doing, doing this show? Um, honestly, I, I I grew up watching Stuart Scott. I loved uh, loved Stuart Scott. I was watching Sports Center. Uh, Rich Eisen and Stuart Scott were my two, uh, were the best tandem, I think, on SportsCenter. And, you know, being able to see them and and, and watch them was just something really tremendous. And Stuart was never afraid to be himself. He was never afraid to, you know, showcase who he is and go outside of the box and show his personality and his fearlessness and his intelligence and wisdom, knowledge, everything. Just kind of put it all together for me, and, and I really liked what he did. So I loved watching him. I've always known about sports. I have a photographic memory, and I would just like memorize the backs of cards and know people's stats and all that. So I was talking. I just always talked about it. I loved it. I played basketball growing up, and you know, I just I wanted to I wanted to be connected to this world. There's a lot of things I want to do in my life outside of sports casting, but. It's something that just always kind of came naturally to me, and and I I've now done it more than half my life. I'm I just turned 34, and I've now been broadcasting for over 17 years. So it's pretty crazy to think I'm spending more than half my life doing what I love. But yeah, I just I fell in love with it a long time ago, and dedicated myself to it. And I was one of those kids in high school that knew what I wanted to do well before my senior year, and so I just went after it as soon as I could. Hey, sounds good to me. My last question for you, Tyree, is what three words best describe you? Best three words, I'm going to have to say different, unique, and and the last one, I'm going to have to say blessed. All right, different, unique, and blessed. I haven't had those three together before and i think those are three good ones so i appreciate that what's your final question for me uh final question is ah, I don't think uh, do you ever get a degree in like radio or communications yes i got my degree in uh digital media and broadcasting but i actually did four years in a little bit of everything screenwriting acting uh, you know, every type sales and promotions. I did like every part of the communications world. Oh, okay, you bit Tom. I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> trying, Tyree. I'm trying. So you come from the Jacksonville area. I have to ask you this in conclusion here. Are you a Jaguars fan? Oh yeah, I'm a Jaguars fan through thick and thin. You know, you know, we not we not doing so good right now, but 
I'm a hometown fan. I always kind of support the hometown teams. And Jaguars, you know, hey, that's my team. I'm going to rock with them through it. Take it there. Well, and I'm asking you that because I've covered the Jaguars for the last 11 years on site, on location in some respect. I cover all the home games, go with them through the playoffs when they make it to the playoffs. And so I, I will be down there for their last home game. I just had their most recent one, but I've been a fan since they came out in 1995, since the logo was released. So I've been I've been with them since day zero, but they're a big part of my broadcasting, big part of what I cover. We do a thing called On the Prowl. So I just kind of had to shout out the Jaguars because you're talking to a – it's a Jaguar fan with a Jaguar fan. we got to stick together, man. There's not a ton of us sometimes, you know? <laughs> got to stick together. So do you go out to the games at all or no? Uh, I haven't I haven't been able to make it to a game this season. It's okay, you know, we're recruiting, you know, college and stuff, you know, taking visits and whatever may case may be. But uh, last season, the last two years, I've been going. I went to a lot of games. But last year, I, I went to like I think want to say eight or seven games. I was a season ticket with my friend, so I went to a lot of games last year. I haven't been able to make it to a game this year though. I gotta ask you, Blake Bortles or Blake? Not Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles had his time. Gardner Minshew or Nick Foles? Uh, I'm gonna have. Are we, are we talking about just Nick Foles or are we talking about uh, pre-injury Nick Foles? We're, t- we're talking about in this moment right now. You're the Jaguars' general manager, and you got to make a decision at the end of the season. Uh, uh, people might not. Like, you know, I'm gonna have to go with Nick Foles, man, because I feel like Nick Foles. Well, he was gonna he was gonna do his thing because you know, all watching the game when he got hurt, and he literally threw a touchdown when he got hurt. And I just feel like if he never got hurt, we'd be we'd probably be a whole different story right now. And I feel like he's gonna need more time to heal. I, I know how injuries be because you know, I was injured at one point myself, and I, when I came back my first game. You know, you'll think, dang, this ain't the same person. So I just feel like he's needed more. I feel like he's needed more time to come back from injury like that. You just don't, you know, you just don't snap back. It's hard to snap back to what you was just like that. Definitely when you haven't played in like in a good minute, or I guess you could say a couple of months, like you know, Nick Foles has. So honestly, I give Nick Foles a chance. You know, let him get fully healed, play a couple more games, and I feel like he'll be back to what he was going to be because I feel like he was going to take it to the playoff. He wasn't for, wasn't for that injury. You're a wide receiver. They have young guys. They have D.D. Westbrook. They have D.J. Chark Jr. You know, they've had other guys come in and out. You know, they've they've had their Allen Robinsons and their Allen Hearns. And Marquise Lee looks like, you know, he's all done there. We've seen Dante Moncrief come in. Do you like any of the receivers? Are you sold on any of the guys there? Is there anybody that sticks? I mean, Keelan Cole's there as well, Chris Conley. What do you think about the from a wide receiver looking at wide receivers? What do you think about Jacksonville's wide receivers? Uh, I just feel like we gotta do better, you know, just uh, helping the quarterback, whoever the quarterback is, just getting open. Okay, I know, I know. Okay, every ball gonna be perfect. We don't got the best O line, so I feel like you know, you gotta be, like just being a receiver, you is if you get open or get separation, that make the job easier for the quarterback. Which in turn, you know, get you yards, that's touchdowns, which in leads, you know, get you more money. So I feel like the better receiver you is the more, you know, you can get open, help out your quarterback, and what's also help out the other receivers, get them open, which, you know, keep your game open. But, you know, but my favorite receiver I'll say right now is DJ Chart. I feel like he balling, he doing his thing, and he also wear my jersey number. So that's my receiver on the Jaguars I'm going to go to rock with. All right, okay, so you're number 17. Yes, sir. All right, fair enough. So that coming from Tyree Saunders. Spent a lot of time with us this morning. Tyree, I appreciate it. And uh, whatever happens in your recruitment, I hope to get you back on the show. Hope you had fun today, and we'd love to have you back. Yes, sir. I'll be glad unless you come back, so definitely. All right, man. Now listen, go Jaguars. we got to stick together, like I said, man. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, no, go Jags. All right, take care. Have a good day. All right, you too.